Welcome to the Annie Jennings PR Elite Wire online magazine podcast series, a community of specialized publicity, branding, marketing, and media professionals, as well as lifestyle experts to share principles of success. My name is Stacey Amaral Kaufman. I'm the radio director of Annie Jennings PR, the innovative national publicity firm that is famous for creating powerful top market radio, TV, print, and online media campaigns, all with guaranteed deliverables. Our experts share their valuable insight, knowledge, and experience to help you achieve your optimal potential. We encourage listeners to share this podcast throughout their social communities to help others discover the insider strategy that can make a difference to their success. Today's guest is lawyer and former international financial journalist, Philip Siegel, author of The Art of Fact Investigation. Whether you are looking for money being hidden by a current or former spouse, or trying to collect money from someone you have sued, you need a strategy when assets could be hidden just about anywhere. And Philip, well, he's an expert at figuring out where to start and how to organize an asset search on budgets large and small. So welcome, Philip. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Now, tell us a little bit more about what you do in finding hidden assets and, of course, other services that you provide. The hidden asset part of it is that we take a new look at whoever it is you're trying to find assets for. So even if you've been married to a person for 30 years and you think you know that all of his assets are going to be in your home state because you've never observed anything differently, our attitude is if you knew that much about where the assets were, you wouldn't need to hire us. And time and again, uh, you really don't you find that you don't know that much about the person you may have been married to for 30 years. So we take a fresh look at anybody who is a debtor. And so we'll find sometimes that, that even though the person never demonstrated that he had anything outside his home state, he does have any something outside his home state. And we find that judgment debtors uh, who seem to be in the construction business have a sideline. They own restaurants or they own commercial real estate or something or investment properties, which no one knew about. And we try and find that. And, and the way you do that is by taking a fresh look, looking at every piece of public record information you can find about a person. That's that's the way it starts. And now, Philip, how would you say that you are different from other lawyers in this area? What's your philosophy? My philosophy is that fact investigation is just as important as legal research. And most lawyers are not trained in fact investigation because it's not taught in law schools. I, having been a journalist, knew how to do it before I became a lawyer. But then I observed that a lot of lawyers don't have any idea how to begin. In law school, you're told these are the neat facts, and now let's figure out what to tell the judge and how to manipulate those to, to fit our case. But you're never really taught how to go out with billions of websites and 3,500 counties in the United States, all with different kinds of databases, some of which have nothing online. How do you actually start? You can't search everywhere. So what do you do? Uh, this is something that that's all we do. So like everything else in the law, it's called practicing law. Immigration lawyers know about immigration law. Litigators know about litigation. And fact finders are better at fact finding most of the time than people who only do it a little bit and have never had any training in it. And so 
who would be your ideal client? What does that person or company look like, and what are the results that they can expect after working with you? The ideal client is anybody who has enough money at stake that it's not worth saying, gee, I guess they have no money, I'll just give up. So obviously, if, you, if you're if you owed $1,000, you're not going to spend money on a professional outside to do a job that might cost two or three or 4000 or more. Uh, but if if you think that, that you're owed or you are owed, according to a judge, a hundred, two, three, four hundred thousand dollars or more. We have clients who are owed tens of millions. It's worth it to take a look with someone who does this all the time. That's our philosophy. So our ideal client is anybody who is owed money or who has that kind of money at stake. And I sometimes say to people, you're going to pay this new head of a division of your business $500,000 a year to manage a business that's worth Eighty million or a hundred million dollars. Why wouldn't you spend four thousand dollars to check his resume, other than just checking the references that he's given you, but finding out what's not on the resume? If someone owes you five hundred thousand or a million dollars, why wouldn't you spend an extra three thousand to search thoroughly in a way that you don't know how to do? Because it's more than it's more than just Google. It's more than just uh, looking things up on, on the internet. Uh, and there is no secret database that I have that I can push a button and hand you the results because otherwise, if you were a lawyer, you'd have that too. It takes a lot of different looking. So the people who are our ideal client or anyone who has enough money at stake and wants to reduce the risk that they're going to be leaving money on the table. And Philip, finally, do you have a tip that you can provide people maybe to – tip them off as to someone who might have hidden assets or how they can help find their own hidden assets? I think the the, be, the main tip is what I said at the beginning, don't assume that you know that much about this person. If I were going to be doing the job, I would say, tell me everything you know about this person. And I would ask, well, what might he name a, a secret company? I would ask, you know, is he has he done anything that's inconsistent with how you would expect this business to operate or a person in this position to operate? And then I would take a general look. I would look for litigation uh, in the jurisdictions where this person might operate uh, and litigate. And and what and the main thing is, if you see something that's inconsistent with what you know about this person, you have to make sure that you understand why. That's not some new fact that's going to help you, and why that why that isn't something that maybe is a new opening into that person's other life. So you have to be open-minded, and you also have to be able to juggle a few different running hypotheses at the same time. So it's 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 not as if there'll be an instantaneous answer on a computer screen. It's a matter of connecting a lot of dots. And so I would ask that people be very patient. Uh, and also open-minded in their in their searching. All right, Philip, for more information to our listeners on Philip Siegel, you can call him at 212-332-2845. Write to him via email at contact at charlesgriffinllc.com. That's contact at charlesgriffinllc.com. Of course, visit the website, 
charlesgriffinllc.com and his blog, which is devoted to divorce asset searches, The Divorce Asset Hunter. You can find that at divorceassethunter.com. Philip's book, The Art of Fact Investigation, is available in bookstores nationwide and, of course, on Amazon for Kindle as well. Philip, thank you so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. This podcast is brought to you by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of the Elite Wire online magazine. Learn more about Annie Jennings at AnnieJenningsPR.com. Till next time.